Welcome to RiskWise, a show about money for Muslims, where you'll learn how to make smarter financial decisions without selling your soul. For the full experience, join us at no cost at RiskWise.com. Assalamualaikum, <laughs> Risk Nation. Welcome back to the show. Saeed, how you doing? Good, man. Good. I'm, I'm a little bit tired. I don't know Dude, what I'm you. So tired. I just told you, <laughs> I had a burger and fries for lunch, and uh, I'm last exhausted. And and, uh, uh, and you're forcing me to do a Facebook Live in this uh, state of mind. Lies. It's very kind. Because last night uh, you and I were up till ten uh, last night teaching a class on RiskWise, the Save 10K course. So it was, it was yeah. 10 p.m. for us when we finished. I'm not sure how, what time it was for everybody else, but yeah, it was 10 o'clock when we were done. Uh, teaching that course. It was yeah, a good one. So, a little bit of background here. Um, Saeed's going to rant today, uh, but I guess that's not anything really new or surprising say. to anybody at all. Um, so that's just you know that surprises nobody. Saeed's going to rant today, but I'll tell you what he's going to rant about. And and you know I may join in the rant here and there. Uh, so you may have heard a few weeks back we launched a course called Save 10K. The idea was simple. We wanted to help people save ten thousand dollars as much as possible, as fast as possible, rather, so mm-hmm. they could. You know, pay off their debt, save for Hajj, but you know, put a down payment of the house, whatever it may be. Whatever. So alhamdulillah, we've got a, a, an amazing group of students right now inside inside Save 10K. Um, it's really been, I think, uh, an incredible experience for myself and Saeed. Students are really enjoying it. They're very engaged. They're very active. They're doing the work, and that's amazing to see. Very excited. Um, we just did last night the third or fourth lesson, so we're now 75% through the course. Yeah. And last night's lesson was about habits. And, you know, we gone, we've gone through kind of the mindset stuff and we've gone through the budgeting. And now last night we got to habits. Uh, and the reason habits is an important piece of the puzzle here is because a lot of our discretionary spending is very habitual. We don't even think about it. It's just stuff that we do. You know, we buy lunch uh, when we're at work or we go out with our friends on the weekend or whatever your your thing is right i mean well there was a bunch of stuff we went through in, in last night's uh in last night's lesson we kind of workshopped it and we asked people to bring their habits and we kind of went through and dug into those habits deeper to see how we can re-engineer those habits and it was a blast i mean that's probably the funnest lesson that we've had i would yeah. say yeah i agree it was great because we got to really dive into well you know what is the habit why are you doing it and then to kind of reverse engineer how we can turn that habit into something more productive yeah one of the habits that somebody brought up, um, we thought was just so universal. And it, honestly, it made, I don't know about you, but it made me realize this is a problem that I have, which I hadn't really thought about before last night. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll let you, I'll let you introduce uh, the habit. So uh, what we did about three quarters of the way in the lesson is we went through what habits are and then we, we opened it up for anybody who wanted to volunteer to talk about their habits, their spending habits. And we got volunteers, uh, a longtime listener will change his name to Adam. And he was saying that the thing that he needs help who is, on. Who is, by the way, probably our favorite listener. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that. but still. Yeah, others. No, I think I think everyone understands he's the best. 
<laughs> so Adam um, was asking for some help to gain some accountability for him and his wife to be accountable accountability partners to one another uh, so that when they go out with the kids, they don't spend too much money. Uh, he had tried a few things in the past when, you know, he would go, he would take the family out, take out cash from the bank, and then hope to just stay within that cash. When the cash was gone, that was it. But he found that, you know, when the cash was gone, he would just go to the bank machine and grab more cash um, because, you know, it was something that he enjoyed doing. So we kind of deconstructed that. So we wanted to, uh, you know, what what was the thing that he wanted accountability on it had a pattern to it. So I wanted to figure out what that pattern was. And so we asked, okay, when, when does the spending occur? And he said that it happens uh, when they go out on a day trip. So he works odd shifts, but everybody's home on Sunday. So on Sundays, family eats family going out day. Uh, and after a couple of questions, uh, it, it turned out that about, you know, 52 Sundays a year, about 40 of them hit this um, pattern, this habit of taking the family out 40 Sundays a year and going to do something, some kind of day trip and it costing money. And sometimes, often, uh, those day trips would cost more than he would expect. So he wanted some accountability to do that. Um, and but just, just, just do the math there really quickly, right? 40 Sundays a year, because it might sound like something that's, you know, not that significant. But 40 Sundays a year, if you're spending 100 bucks a day, you know, for a family of four, that's not not unheard of. No, that's, that's pretty cheap, too. At all, right. Yeah. That's uh, well, that's four grand a year right there right? Yeah. that you could put back in this pocket. So it's not a small amount of money that we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, what we had taught in that in the course is that habits have three constituent parts. You have uh, the reminder, the thing that kind of kicks off that whole cycle of the habit itself. Then you have the habit itself, which we'll call the routine and then the reward. So three R's as we wanted everybody to remember the reminder, routine and reward. So let we broke it down. OK, so we have this really this uh, chart uh, that I had uh, created for this specific lesson that we're just looking at the before and after. Before we tackled this whole problem, what is the reminder? So for Adam, it was Sunday, everybody's home, and we want to go out and have some fun with the family. Cool. So that's not something that you can change. You can't eliminate the rem that reminder. Sundays happen every seven days, and the family's home. That's a good thing. We don't want to, you know, you know, disrupt or get rid of that reminder. So the routine was going out, spending money. The reward. This is where it got interesting. So we kind of start thinking about this. And he's a father of two. I'm a father of two. Ahmed's a father of three. And almost everybody in the uh, lesson there had kids. Um, and they, well, maybe it was half and half, actually, I think, think about it. But we started looking at what's the, what do you get? You know, asking Adam specifically, what do you get from this whole process? Because we have to accept that the reason why this habit exists is because you get something out of it. Right, you've been doing it for a long time. It's been hard to change. You've tried some methods to control it. It hasn't worked. It's a pretty powerful habit that we have. That must mean that we get something out of it. So what do we get? And what he, uh, uh, what his uh, opinion was, the first thing that he got from it was when he would be able to buy something for his wife or for his kids when they were out, without having to hesitate about it, he felt like a good provider. He felt like, yes, I'm able to do uh and buy them the things they want to buy, and it feels good to be a good provider. So I thought, okay, what else? And, he and said, then who well, doesn't who doesn't feel that way, right? Like what uh, what husband does not feel a certain sense of I don't want to say pride, but a certain sense of fulfillment. Yes, and being able to spend money on your family, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a very, very, very good thing. It's perfectly natural. 
Absolutely. Uh, so it was very, very admirable for him to say, yes, I want to feel like a good provider. Great. That's an internal reward that you're getting out of the deal. And it's a very powerful one as a, as a parent, a father, uh, a mother, very, very powerful reward. And the second one was he, he likes that he can make them happy. You know, his wife wants something, no problem. I'm going to get it for you. Makes her happy. Kids say, oh, daddy, I want this. No problem. I'm going to get it for you. And it makes them instantly happy. And who doesn't like seeing their kids happy and smiling, right? I don't think any parent out there uh, relishes in their child's misery. <laughs> so when you can make your, your kid happy, it's incredibly powerful, right? I, I think uh, this is, and the reason why Ahmed and I wanted to talk about this on this uh, uh, Facebook Live and podcast right now was because I think it's something that all parents can relate to. It's a common story. You know, maybe it isn't Sunday outings, but the idea of I want to spend money on stuff um, that we can acknowledge isn't all that important, but I still do it anyway so that I can feel like a good provider. And, you know, in Muslim culture, uh, the responsibility of providing for the family falls on who? Husband or wife? Mm -hmm. Mostly. Husband, mostly, right? So this is something that husbands tend to take carry with them, and it becomes a definition of who they are. Is I'm the kind of guy that can provide for my family. I provide for my family. I put food on the table. I take care of them. Like that's ingrained and entrenched in uh, men and husbands uh, from very, very young ages. So it's an incredibly powerful reward to be able to say, I did this, and because I did this, I am a good provider. It, it, it comes to it cuts to the core of who you are as a parent, and definitely for uh, for fathers because it's a, such a big part of our culture. So, Said, what was the realization that we got Adam to in the end of it? There was two. That's that's how it started, right? So, yeah. At, at face value, I uh, we we go out, we spend money, everybody's happy, wife's happy, kids are happy. I feel good about that because it makes me feel like I'm doing my job as the father, as the husband. Exactly. So what we want people to, to get out of this lesson is don't, if you can't get rid of the reminder, which Adam can't because Sunday's happened, um, and we have to acknowledge that the reward. My, my kids walk into the room. Speaking of fathers. And since we can't, um, we, we shouldn't fight the reward. Right? The reward, the good feeling of being a provider isn't something we should just cut out of our lives. We should then, therefore, find a different action, a different behavior, a different habit that still gives us the same reward. So the, one of the realizations and that... Uh, and that's just, just a footnote here, Say, That's if it's a problem, right? right? If the context of this is we're only looking at habits that are a problem in that they're preventing you from achieving your long-term goals. Right. Right. So if Adam said, you know what? Yeah, we spend this much money and it's not an issue. I'm still saving money. We're still saving for the important things in life. Right. We're not having this conversation. Right. Yep. But he's saying, you know what? It, I This is what we're doing. And I can see how this is preventing us from hitting our long term goals. That's why we're having this conversation. And it made me realize and I didn't articulate this well last night. So I'm glad that we're doing this today. It, it creates a paradox. The idea that I need to spend money on stuff that we can objectively say doesn't matter to feel like a good provider is actually a paradoxical thing. Uh, I, I, the, the idea that it's a provider's paradox. Now, if we take that to the extreme, okay? So let's say uh, you're a dad, uh, you want to have that good feeling of being a good provider and you're getting that feeling by buying relatively unimportant things, spending your money in ways that are not responsible. And let's take that all the way to the extreme and say that you're being reckless. 
right? You're buying all the gadgets for the kids, all the toys, all the stuff for your wife. You're buying all the things. You're racking up credit card debt. Uh, you know, you're going into massive debt. You're not paying your bills on time. And, you know, you get into some serious financial trouble. Well, buying these things and spending money on these things to be a good provider has just made you the opposite. It's made you a terrible provider because now you've got debt, uh, now you've got extra bills, now you've got all of these uh, things around the house, you've got all kinds of problems. Your intention was to be a good provider, but it led you down a path that made you a terrible provider. So it's a paradox that if we can acknowledge that buying this stuff that we don't really need to be a good provider is probably the wrong thing to do, if not the opposite thing to do. And a lot of times, I don't think this was the case with Adam. No, but a lot of times, no, no, this is just a, this is my own logical extreme sort of. No, 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 I know, I know. No. But a lot of times, what we spend on our kids, it's not really about our kids at all. Exactly, it's about what other people think about us, or will say about us, or what we think of ourselves, see, or what we think about ourselves. Yeah, it's a story we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. I'm a good father. Therefore, I give my kids whatever they want or we're good parents. Therefore, we send our kids to private schools or we want people to think this way about us. Therefore, we're going to give our kids certain things. Right. Right. I think a lot of times if you peel, if you peel back the onion, it's not really about the kids at all. It's about exactly. you and the way that you want people to think of you. And the way that you want to think about yourself, too. Right. The way other others think that is important, but also the way you think about yourself uh, and being able to fulfill that definition of I'm a good provider because I can buy all this stuff for my kids. And, and so what that means is that in order to be a good provider, you probably have to do the opposite. So the opposite of spending needlessly is being cognizant of where your money goes. The opposite of saying yes to anything and everything is saying no to a few, maybe many things. And by saying no, by not spending your money every time they ask for something, then you are being a good provider. But it seems why? like a paradox. Why, why is that? Because if that spending is causing you financial hardship, then you shouldn't do it. If it's That's taking you away from, yeah. if you're taking it away from, if it's taking you away from your long-term goals and financial security, you shouldn't do it. And by doing it, you're being worse of a provider. So it, it feels like the wrong thing to do. To say no so feels wrong. So that's one angle, right? If you if you don't give your kids everything that they want, then uh, uh, well, sorry. If you give them everything that they want, and in doing so, you get yourself into financial trouble. In that, you know, debt is one extreme. But even if you're just not you're not putting money aside for the important things in life, right? Then that's irresponsible as well. That's one angle. The other angle is, what kind of kids are you raising? Okay, this is where the rent. This is where the rent comes in. Okay, yeah. what what kind of kids are you raising? If they get whatever they want, yeah. Like, do you do you know? Like, and I think you can trace it back. Like, look at look at adults today. Look at yes. your friends. Look at people that you know that are super privileged, entitled. And don't think that they need to work hard. They're entitled. They think everything needs to get delivered to them, handed to them on a silver platter. I can guarantee you. You can trace that back to childhood because their mommy or daddy gave them whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. Yes. Guaranteed. They, the parents thought that their job was to make their kids happy instead of making their kids into adults, which is absolutely true. So if we, so going back to Adam, and we said that, okay, there's two possible rewards that you're getting out of this deal. Either one of them is you're probably feeling like a good provider, but I'm going to argue that you're doing the opposite. You're feeling like a good provider, but you're doing something that makes you not a good provider. So we got to do the opposite. So let's not try to attack that reward by spending money. The other reward was you make the wife and kids happy. So I asked Adam, it's Sunday. Imagine it's Sunday 
and you asked the kids and you thought just from the kids' perspectives, what can you do with your Sunday that's going to make them, like from their own perspective, from their own imagination, what can you do as their dad to make them the happiest? And his answer was just hang out. Just to hang out with them. Yeah. Spend time with them, play the games with them, you know, uh, tea party, uh, hopscotch, what, whatever it is that they're doing, do it with them. That's the yeah. thing that's going to make them the most happy. And it was like, how expensive is that? How much do you got to spend to hang out with your kids and do what they're doing? Probably not. And the, the thing that really hit home when, when he said that was, I mean, that hit me really hard when he said, well, Alhamdulillah, he said also it's emotions for him, which was just want to hang out with me, right? That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. I don't know how common this is, but I being seen Adam and me and Saeed, we all kind of like, whoa. Yeah. That hit us because we all have this tendency to show affection to our families by spending money, going out to, you know, going to events, taking them places, dinners, vacations, like that's just that's that's a natural way of showing affection. And I think part of it is I think part of it is because that's easier. Yeah. It's and it's easier. the marketing around us, too. Right. You know, what you see on TV and in commercials is people are happy when they are engrossed in stuff. You know, so yeah. if if we don't, and, and this goes back to one of the core principles we talk about in, on RiskWise is if you def, if you don't define yourself and what matters to you and what's important to you, what kind of person you're going to be, there is no shortage, no shortage of businesses out there who will work and very very hard to try and try and define what matters to you for you. So if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you stand for, if you haven't sat back and thought, and this was, you know, Adam is a, a great RiskWise student, has listened to us for years, uh, has made massive changes. He has done so many incredible things, uh, all credit due to him. And because of his enrollment in the course and thinking about this, he's now starting to think, you know, parent, how to parent, how to be a better parent. And, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And be more financially responsible, save 10K uh, and be better off financially. It was a yeah. very, very good lesson. I, I'm really, really glad that we did that uh, workshop. You know, it's funny. I think that's something that I'm starting to appreciate more and more as we go forward with RiskWise is we talk about how money is, is a tool, right? It's a means to an end. It's not the end itself. The goal is not money. Right. And as a result, you can't divorce money from every other area of your life, right? right? It's 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 connected to everything else. Mm -hmm. So when we when we talk about saving money and save 10K, you know, we're very little of the course is actually about the dollars and cents, which is which is surprising to me. We're delivering the course. I'm sure it's surprising <laughs> to the students. They were probably surprised when, when they got in that, you know, there there is the dollars and cents and the spreadsheets and Saeed loves all of that, right? <laughs> but a lot of it is, hey, what do you want out of life? What's important to you? What do you value? Right. What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of father do you want to be? What kind of, you know, husband do you want to be? Yeah. What kind of human being yeah. do you want to be? What kind of Muslim do you want to be? That's right. Right. What are the things that when you look back in your life, you're going to, you, you want to be able to say, yeah, alhamdulillah, I did those things and I avoided those things. That's right. That's really what it's all about. The dollars and the cents. I mean, that's just the logistics of it. The, the definition of who you are and who you want to be is the keystone aspects of not just risk-wise, but being financially well-off and successful. 
The numbers, the dollars and cents, they'll take care of each other. They'll take care of themselves when you know who you are and what you're up to. And, and going the opposite route, you know, I, in my daily practice as a uh, financial planner, I've seen multiple times of people who didn't have financial discipline. They didn't have a, a core belief system of who they were and what they were about and what it meant to be a good parent. You know, they were, you know, earlier on in, in their work with me and they were just money came in, money left. And uh, many instances where people came upon money, inheritances, uh, a business deal they didn't expect, just a, a big chunk of money on their lap they didn't expect. And they thought, oh, my God, this is it. Like, this is the thing. I've been waiting for this. Everything's going to be good now. You know, I just needed a little bit of money to pay, pay off the credit cards. And like, I'm, this all the problem was money. I just needed more of it. And nothing else really mattered. And lo and behold, you know, I check in with them a quarter or six months or a year later. I don't know, how are they doing, you know, with that influx of cash? What influx of cash? We forgot all about that. Yeah, we paid off the credit cards, but now the credit cards are back full. Right? Because it didn't matter. The money wasn't the important part. It was how you defined yourself, what was important to you. And if you don't choose what's important to you, somebody else will do it for you. And they'll do a very good job convincing you of it. So Alhamdulillah, Adam is now reevaluating how he chooses to show affection to his kids. Wonderful. How what kind of relationship he wants to build with them and how he can show them that he loves them not by spending money on them, but actually spending time with them and creating real lasting relationships with them. So that's amazing. Um, if this is something that resonates with you, I hope you'll think about that as well, right? How are you showing affection to your family? Are you simply spending money and taking them places and buying things for them? Nothing wrong with that, but that's easy, right? The harder part is actually finding real moments of connection with your family and building those relationships when money's not involved. That's harder. That's more important. And that's the stuff they actually remember. So we wanted to come on today and just share that with you. Um, Alhamdulillah, things inside Save 10K are going great. Um, really excited about where that's going. Uh, if you like this video, what you can do, or if you're listening on the podcast, like the podcast, what you can do is like our Facebook page. So facebook.com slash riskwise. So you'll see more of these videos showing up in your feed. And if you're a podcast listener, uh, go on iTunes, Google Play, your podcast player of choice. Uh, search for RiskWise, R-I-Z-Q-W-I-S-C, and make sure you're subscribed, and we'll start showing up there as well. Saeed, any other parting shots? Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the rest of the course and uh, building the next one. It's been fun. And we'll be we'll be back with updates soon. Inshallah. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum, folks. Assalamu alaikum.